Lucas Hunt got to do his first virtual auction last week, and I'm jealous. I want to get the reps in. I want to figure it out. There's so much to learn. Put me in front of a crowd, I'm good to go. Put me in front of a computer screen and an audience in their homes, in their living rooms, in their offices. I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't done it yet. I need the reps. I need that Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours. I need to get better at this because I don't think charity auctions as we know them to be at the gala events are coming back anytime soon. And by anytime soon, a year, two years, three years, who knows? So I want my reps. Lucas got one. Got his first. And I got to talk to him about it. He is such a wonderful partner to have in these troubling times. Just somebody to bounce ideas off of. He is so generous, so thoughtful. And anybody who cares about charity auctioneering, about galas, about the philanthropy industrial complex, will get a kick out of this conversation. Uh, we cover a lot of ground in a more succinct amount of time than I'm used to. So, music as always by Matthias DeWild, and thank you so very much for listening. Lucas Hunt. Hi, CK. How fair is it on this Friday? Well, the rain has stopped. Maybe the sun will come out and it's warm. Are your spirits high? Does it feel like a Friday? Yeah, it does, man. It does. There was some work. My, my spirits are mid-range, you know? I think I've been eating too much cheese or something. God, the cheese uh, has been incredible, has it not? Yeah, the cheese is good. The cheese is good, but it interferes with my spiritual ambitions sometimes. How are you? I am day-to-day trying to figure out how I can continue to find my best self. And I laugh when I phrase it like that, but some days are really easy, and some days don't quite unfurl in the most beautiful flag-like fashion. And on those, when it kind of gets tangled in the unfurling, that's Mm -hmm. when I start to question everything. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm really committed to powering through those uh, tangly moments. Mm. I call those days inexact half work days because for some reason my best efforts get thwarted and uh, I just seem to stumble through them. Uh, and then, inexact you know, is a phenomenal way of inexact. describing it. Yeah. yeah, but then it comes back around and you're back on track. And I think before COVID I was you know, just surfing this wave of, of great activities and events and things happening. So I didn't really notice when um, some of the Pistons didn't fire as strong because the momentum was there. You know, there was co- not like it was coasting, but life had a lot of momentum. And, and now I think we feel, I feel the not really bumps on the road, but, you know, there are things that just slow me down entropy wise. I know exactly what you're talking about. The way I framed it to myself was with galas and their solidity on my calendar, I always had scaffolding on which to Mm. hang the rest of my life. Mm. And it didn't matter if I coasted through 
a Monday morning, a Tuesday afternoon, or Wednesday all day, because on Thursday, I was doing a big time fundraiser and everything was leading up toward that. Yeah. So I had a lot much, a, a lot much, a lot more psychic and emotional space to be generous for those low moments because I just consider them part and parcel with being at my best for that Thursday uh, blowout gala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that pressure spread out uh, and there's just not so much to get uh, excited about. So yeah, I miss the highs, but I think the the middle ground's been okay. Do you, do you feel like you found some, you know, there's something quite peaceful and moderate about this simple life. And, uh, you know, I moved out of the city, so I'm in a small town and uh, I'm appreciating the, the simple things like cheese. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, what yeah. variety has proven to be your favorite? Ah, uh, there's a couple local dairies up here that, you know, that, that sell at the cheese shops and, I like it. I tend to like it hard, you know, like more on the um, cheddar side. But my girlfriend likes the the gooey, you know, the soft rind cheeses. Um, I, somewhere in between there is kind of where I've settled. There's this cheese now. It's called the Wendell. And uh, it, it's kind of hard yet soft. It's smooth yet a little funky. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think I'm not my, – my body's not used to consuming – uh, like large chunks of cheese. Last night I had cheese for dessert. I never do that, and I don't even know it's why. It's so French and decadent. Yeah, but I, I it sits in there. You know, I feel I feel like it forms a little punching boxing glove or something, and it just sits. And uh, but it, yeah, it's interesting to ponder the universe of cheese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's something that is appropriate for these times. Is yeah. well. I don't have my usual busy life to occupy me, so why not turn some of that bandwidth over to the consumption of cheese in both its <laughs> pitfalls and its glories? It's a new type of culture, really. It certainly yeah. is. Now, um, one, one thing I was really curious to ask you about is what does your virtual gala landscape look like at the moment? Ah, well, we did the first one last night. How'd it go? It went, it went well. Um, you know, it's not like a real gala. Um, it's not like a real gala at all, but, uh, there was some of the energy. I liked being on camera, you know, it's not the same as being on stage. What was your setup? Really simple. Just the hard thing was getting the lights set up, but, uh, we had, uh, just the laptop going and then, the gala itself on a larger, you know, TV um, that was projected through another laptop, so I could see what the gala was, which was really just kind of a, a Zoom feed put on a website. Um, but uh, yeah, and the lighting was, was kind of weird. And sitting down, I want to do a stand up next time because it feels weird to sit. What did um, you wear? I wore so uh, in in anticipation for the spring season. My tailor always asks me, "What are we making?" and I make a new suit usually in velvet once a year, but this year um, I thought that uh, I would work on some accoutrements. So I got, and I know you love them, a brand new cummerbund. Yes. Yeah, uh, and bow tie set, and a very sexy satin black 
Um, but it's a lusher, bigger bow tie. So I just wore that with a white shirt and I didn't have a tux with me. So I wore a gray jacket, you know, which I think suited the home, uh, the home shot, but yeah, we shot it with a laptop, set it up with lighting, you know, and, uh, it was simple. I think I'll probably build out a little bit more of a studio in the future, but I miss seeing the people. That was a, the main thing. You know, I didn't see the bidders. I didn't see the donors. Uh, they saw me, but um, I didn't see them. I want to really dive into the details here because I'm fascinated by this, and I wasn't aware you had done this last night. In terms yeah. of the setup of the space, did you do a test run beforehand? Yeah, I did a couple um, rehearsals, and then uh, we did a test run the day of, too. Um, you know, just like everybody going through their parts, but, uh, there was someone doing some production, video production in a sort of pseudo studio in the city. Uh, so they were running it, but it really came out of zoom, you know, and then they just put it on their website. Definitely better ways to do it, but, um, people are just throwing this together right now. And what was the run of show? Too long as usual. But, I mean, what's too long in this day and age? I mean, we're well, talking, can, can you take us, I mean, do you feel comfortable taking us through? Because I'm genuinely curious, and these are the things I'm debating with my clients right now, and I don't think anybody knows the answers, but we're all working toward uh, broad strokes of what may be best going forward. Yeah, we're rushing to be to be experts. Um, the run of show, I, uh, you know, coming down from three hours, uh, I said, go shoot for 30 minutes. You know, uh, Yeah. And yeah, you've been talking to people and everybody has their own opinions on how long. Some say 15, some say 45. Uh, other people say if you have a big performer or, you know, someone famous or something coming in, go for a full hour. But yeah, they went for the full hour. Um, and then the fundraising was to be at minute 58. Uh, I got it down to minute 18, Smart. which I think, yeah, that saved us. Um, yeah, so we did a little push. They didn't want to do a full ask. Um, so I had to do a one-minute ask followed by a one-minute. It was like a telethon, you know, or infomercial. So that, that's what I wanted to get to is that yeah. I think that the paradigm is not going to be our galas, but I think telethons are – my intuition is telling me that's the way to go because there is a track record of those working and it seems mm -hmm. better suited toward us not having a relationship with the audience and then something also that can be uh, put up on YouTube and at least have some sort of evergreenness quality. Yes, yes. But don't the audience want to be recognized or, or uh, seen or called out? I think breaking the third wall is what makes the uh, stage, you know, or for us, the, the live gala so exciting. And um, I would love to see the top three bidders, you know, I'd love to see someone's face and see them smiling when they, I think to be seen is very important, but yeah, the galathon, you know, or it's just <laughs> galathon. Okay. I'm stealing yeah. that. I hadn't heard that yet, but yeah, I think galathon's galathon. really, have you used that phrase before? Or did that just pop out uh, in I was, the conversation? I made a list of websites that I wanted to acquire, you know, back on, uh, uh, March 12th. And I was thinking like, uh, what, what is this new thing? Maybe what will it be called? And Galathon was one of my so thoughts. smart. Yeah, but go for it. I'm not going to use it. Uh, it's you sure yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to let you no, I'm take it away. 
Take it away, partner. I think Galathon is smart. Yeah, it sounds fun. And it is the broadcast situation, right? Because that's what I think we're looking at is we're like, we're on camera, we're broadcasting instead of being on stage and interacting. Um, so yeah, it's a different animal, but we'll see. You know, the main thing is like last night we we're raising money for an organization that fights to prevent world pandemics. No way. Yeah, way. And wow. I did their their in person gala last year, and uh, you know, I was like, oh, these guys are these guys are paranoid. You know, <laughs> bats uh, aren't gonna little fly did you from... know. <laughs> Bats aren't going to fly across the ocean and, and mess up America. Yeah, poor bats, you know. Yeah. Uh, just, Big loser in all this. Yeah, the bats. But I guess it goes back to the whole vampire thing because they pass on their, their virus. But I learned something last night. They had some experts on um, bats. And, of course, I don't know if you know this, but bats are important in the making of tequila. I did not know that. Yeah, they, do the, they pollinate the um, cactus at night. And um, so bats are important in the making of tequila. But another thing is why they are the source of so many viruses is that apparently the the beating of their wings, the rubbing of their molecules when they you know they're so busy at night with their flying about is in, is a uh, and I'm going to use poetic language, but it's um, molecularly infuriating, and their systems like get really hot and worked up and apparently this generates viruses like they're little virus um combustors or whatever you know they cook them up and the bat itself has over the years evolved its um its immune system to deal with it but when transferred to other organisms uh it's like no other organism can take that from their you know so they they've been cooking it up with their little beatings at night and you know of course uh it's funny that they got labeled the vampires because they're went they're really they're really pulling it off that's quite extraordinary and it's kind of weird right yeah and my understanding is it's not just exclusive to bats uh you know a big fear of you know the next um novel virus uh mm-hmm. has to do with um bushmeat and the idea that in certain remote populations around the world um there is a interaction uh, between humans um and just a wide variety of animal life um and in the hunting and slaughter and consumption of you know some of these different sorts of animals that there are a um there just is ripe um chance or opportunity for uh, pathogens to jump species yeah well my wildlife friends aren't gonna like that you know because we're very close and we do like spending time together but uh i can socially distance with them as well <laughs> um so I mean, going back to the gala for a second and the technical fundraising aspects uh did you use one of the lines that we had discussed in last week's call. Like, like uh, your very first ever virtual fundraiser, how did you open? I had to use my traditional line, ladies and gentlemen, it's come to the part of the program you've all been waiting for. I had to use it because for me, it's, it's like a rock. Yeah. And, um, and, it, and it didn't... Uh, yeah, I wrote some stuff for after that. Um, you know, we are in the fight of our lives. 
Yeah. <laughs> did you but, memorize uh, it, or did you take the opportunity to set up uh, something that's cue card esque to to read from? Yeah, normally I'd try to memorize that, you know, on stage. But since the laptop was right there, I did a little cue card esque, and and they <laughs> they were so kind, uh, and uh, they said, "Well, we'll just let you say what you want to say," you know. And I said, "Well, give give me a little script, give me a paragraph, give me something." No, you you, you do your magic. Um, so I was writing my script you know as the gala was going you know stealing notes from some of the speakers okay that's yeah okay well you know yeah you want to be consistent with the language of of the um leadership so yeah and i didn't know what their speeches were going to be and it was thrown together so yeah you know I, i used some of the tried and true but um so who did you follow in minute 18 what was immediately preceding you there is a um, wonderful woman uh, who leads the, um, I don't know, she's the board, but she's a leader in the, in the organization, Eco Health Alliance. Um, and she gave what I thought was going to be kind of a pitch for why donations are important, but she gave a pitch for uh, how good I did last year, which was generous and brought some warmth to it. And, um, but the, the leader, uh, the founder of Eco Health Alliance is a man named Peter Dasik, and he uh, he spoke, uh, and I've got some actually really gossipy good stuff for you about this too, if you want to hear it. But he spoke about the importance of uh, their organization and, and the prevention of, of global pandemics. Interesting. Well, I do want to get to the gossip, but I'm I, I want to keep investigating uh, uh-huh. the actual. Um, rollout of this so you get yeah. introduced it kicks to you somebody on their end was uh able to do the back-end producing so that the feed f- switched to you yep yep suddenly and, i go live yeah and were you sitting were you standing uh we talked about lighting but what was your actual positioning yeah i was seated on a couch uh i had a pillow under my butt uh, because the couch was one of those ones where you can sink in and your butt disappears between the back cushions. Uh, and uh, I had to, uh, I had to you know, work with the tables that I have, the apartment that I'm in, and propped up a laptop on a book because I wanted it right at eye level. And um, the lighting was the most important thing because I tried moving around the room and I don't know the principles of it really, but in that corner of the room, it was, it was best. So I was leaned back or no seated back but kind of leaned forward uh into the camera um and it seems to be all right i'll send you a, a link to the you know i'd love video. to put that in the show notes if you're amenable to that yeah oh yeah yeah i'll send it you just mine. i mean you know it's these sorts of things that i am trying to be the same way that a bat with its molecular uh, <laughs> furnace, I'm trying to be a furnace for ideas to be cooked up uh, vis-a-vis uh, all of our different interests coming to the fruition of gala fundraising, galathons, as you so yeah. aptly put it. Um, yeah. What was your, you had a laptop, did you have a external mic? Did you have, uh, what was your sound? Did you have no, just, earbuds? No, I didn't use the earbuds. I just used the laptop sound and, um, you know, there was some texting between the the key players, uh, 
prior on phone. So I had that there, but I didn't need it. Uh, so yeah, it was very basic, you know, and it, it, it's so much simpler than it sounds because after I did it, I was like, wow, that's really kind of easy. And, you know, it feels like you're just rubbing sticks together to try to make something happen. But, um, yeah, it was, I think laptop lighting, calling, calling on zoom, their producer, you know, had, was running the stream that was embedded into their website. Um, the, it worked, there's no, but there's no interaction. Oh, I'm sorry. I also had the, on the laptop, I had the back end of GiveSmart up. Do you know what I mean by that? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I saw where the bids were on the live lots and who so you was guys donating. did an actual auction. But it wasn't live. It was, they called it silent. I called it, I mean, it was live. It was an online auction. Yeah. And was there any concern on their end that an auction would come across as gauche in yeah. this age? Uh, yeah, for sure. They were worried about being insensitive and, um, you know, they're about, about pandemics, but they didn't want to be seen as like that they were, you know, the cure, that they had the answers. Um, in my opinion, they were a bit too humble about what they do. Um, and uh, we, that's why I wasn't given the green light to, really make it live you know i swung my hammer around but uh there was no you know there was no taking bids from um from guests and there was no interaction like that so it was just i was just what do i, what do I say giving the silent auction a voice and then so you give the silent auction a voice you talk about the lots and what were the lots oh lunch at per se you know uh, the french laundry experience out in napa valley but isn't uh, that, and there was no concern that that's a weird thing because restaurants are closed? It's I mean, true, like, right? Like my whole take has been, why offer something that we don't know when we can go back to? Right? Yeah. I mean, who's going to, when will this Billy Joel concert be rescheduled for that they have tickets for? Uh... Yeah. And yeah. They, just, they just didn't sit on them. Like they said, hey, let's go ahead and, and yeah. sell these things. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I'm they sold bit... their experience packages. Mount look, Carmel. I, I, if, they're, if they're getting good prices for them, I guess it works. But intuitively, I'm so incredulous about that as a strategy. I think people have hope, you know, that they can do these things again, whether it's next year or the next year. And, and the value of them hasn't depreciated, you know, the, the idea is that some of the stuff is going to you know, it's going to be around and, and a lot of the, you know, what was it? It was going to the Metropolitan Opera and having dinner with the founder of the organization. So, you know, that's, that's an experience that people would like to have because he's an expert on, um, on pandemics and, um, yeah, there was a natural history museum tour and, you know, just sort of things that are institutions on the, I see that, but I'm having such a hard time getting over the hump of COVID in terms of experiences. And if the experiences themselves don't seem to acknowledge the reality of COVID right now, um, I know that Sotheby's is doing a big auction uh, for COVID relief. uh, And they are having like, do a video songwriting lesson with Sting. And mm-hmm. I mean, like really, really top, top, top A plus listers. Uh, yeah. And, but it's all those things are like 
virtual get-togethers or things that can happen with COVID, knowing fully well that COVID is there. And that mm. makes sense to me. Yeah. But standard auction lots that were used to uh, framed in the old frames mm-hmm. seems like I know I'm nervous about that. And interesting, interesting, interesting. It's happening. Yeah. I mean, I didn't push it uh, for that fact in some at some points because I'm like, how am I going to sell this? And I only had two minutes. How am I going to sell something that is so TBD and and a little bit maybe irrelevant? Um, But uh, I think people crave a little normalcy in there too. You know, like, yeah, I'd love to go to a Yankees game. You know, when is it going to be? I'd love a box seat at a Yankees game. Again, you know, maybe there's a little hope in there. We're such a consumerist society um, it may, you know, I don't see it as a moral violation. It's kind of just an extenuation of our hopes that economical, you know, return will occur, you know, and, and the, the, the commodities markets are, you know, still occurring. So there might be a slight irreverence in there, but, um, but I don't think there's any outrage. It's certainly not what you would call ideal. No, in outrage, I think is... I hope I wasn't communicating that. Um, no. It's just sort of like I make that face that I know Chrissy Teigen has been memed having made at some award show where it's like the awkward emoji with all the teeth showing. Uh, like that's the sort of reaction mm-hmm. I have. It is embodied in her face. So you, you do the auction, you're, you're, but it's a, it's a silent auction that you are silently auctioneering. Uh, yeah. Via uh, pumping it up, pumping it up, and then you switch to a pledge. Yes, I started with the pledge actually because I thought the uh, the context was there first, and I wanted to get kind of silly with the auction you know i wanted to yep. take the, the lid off the pressure cooker so um i started with the pledge moment because there was a setup about the importance of um supporting the medical community you know this was a lot of this was the donations would go towards scientists nurses medical community people that are there to help uh, prevent stop fight you know and, and cure uh, global pandemics so that had been spoken of, and I wanted to get right into that. So I did, and you know, and then it's really just letting people know there's a link on the site. You know, you can text to give here. Um, you know, letting them know how to do it. And uh, yeah. and was that then it, or did you keep up a bit of pitter patter and watch bids come in? Pitter patter. Give them tears. Yeah. Were, I, were you uh, following a thermometer or mm-hmm. some sort of intake? How, how did yeah. that come together? Well, I was allotted one minute and I took two minutes. So what I did was just uh, give it the sense that, um, okay, this is how, this is why, right? This is why we're asking. Um, this is how you can give. And then I brought like an element for like 30 seconds. Like, oh, Barbara, thank you for your uh, $1,500 gift. Yeah. Uh, every amount counts. You know, we have a $20,000 match. That means if four of you give $5,000 right now, that 20 will be doubled to 40. Uh, thank you, Jennifer, for your gift of uh, $1,000. You know, and, and I just, but with their timing and, and they really wanted to be sensitive to the fact, of, you know, that they were, they're an organization about pandemics and there is one um 
so they wanted it really quick. So I just touched on it. I know, you know, that, and from live events and from also um, what I've heard of in virtual events that you need to give time for people to give, you need to, you know, you need to draw it out, but we didn't have time to draw it out. So, um, yeah, I'll just let folks know that the mechanism was there. It was working, that people were giving, you know, shout outs of gratitude and then, um, switched over to the auction, you know, pumped it up. I, I think I said something to the effect of straight philanthropy, uh, doesn't interest you at this moment. We do have some hedonistic opportunities, uh, you know, and mentioned the per se and mentioned the, the French laundry and some trips. That was it. And yeah. And out how some... much time were you allotted for the auction? Man, I did one minute each. <laughs> I did a minute appeal and a minute auction thing. Um, and then you signed off and you were done. That was it. And then I came back. I closed out the event, Smart. uh, half an hour later. <laughs> I closed it out and did the same pitch because I, I mean, 20 seconds was spent just telling people how to give, yep. you know, go to the website, go to text this, text that. And then at the end, just a minute. So I was only three minutes. And do you now having one under your belt, what I've yeah. been pushing to my clients and I have zero so far, I'm doing my first sort of virtual fundraising attempt on Tuesday. And we can get into that in a second. Mm -hmm. But I have been pushing my clients to consider allowing me be more in the telethon model insofar as I have a minute, let's say at minute seven, and then I go back at minute 18, and then I go back on at minute 24, and yeah. I am being interspersed mm -hmm. throughout the different programming elements and so i'm being an mc and a fundraiser throughout and so mm -hmm. i can give my thanks to jennifer and to barbara give updates on how much we've raised and then yeah. kick it to the next segment for this particular event do you think that would have worked or would that have been problematic for something i'm not seeing i think it would have worked yeah i think it would have worked really well i wish i would have talked to you sooner i'm see yeah, i mean these are all <laughs> things that are that I'm figuring out on the fly because I'm just talking to so many different clients, really iterating. I mean, so much of my mental energy right now is geared toward um, the conversations that have come out of that email that I sent you last mm -hmm. week. Uh, mm -hmm. I sent that to 495 email addresses. Wow. Uh, you know, just kind of, it took me three days just to populate uh, the BCC on it. And a lot of people reached out and said, yeah, let's talk. And so from those conversations, you know, again, that bat metaphor, I think is beautiful. You know, I've just been having such a high intensity volume of these conversations. Mm. Ideas have been frothing up out of it. Mm -hmm. And what's become intuitively strongest to me, and it's based only on intuition, not on practice, is an idea of not a single big ask, but a series of more passive uh, little asks spread throughout so that I can get that feedback in accumulation as different parts of the program are, so I can get the data from GiveSmart. Yeah, we got four more pledges here are the names and then i can yeah. pop back in say hey this is great the momentum's really going we're so close to our goal um now please welcome so and so yeah i think that's great i think you should use the galathon 
if that's the style you're going to go with because it, uh, it describes it. Yeah. It, I think basically it's the style that you want to do and the style that the organization wants. And we don't have any scientific evidence for what works better at this point. Um, but I do know there's a delay online that it's not real time, like in a room where you just get people to raise their hands. So it makes sense to spread it out, give people a little extra time. And then also people come in and out, right? When they're at home, they're up getting a glass of wine. They're like running to the bathroom. They're not there, uh, necessarily for that moment. They're not captive all the time. So I think, you know, going after them three or four times in the course of a half an hour makes a lot of sense. Especially considering that a lot of these galas are then going to go up as YouTube Videos. shows. Yeah. I yeah. feel as though the tale of fundraising is going to be considerably longer if it's not a single ask that one person is going to fast forward in or not pay attention to the first time. But if yeah. you continually come up and people get a sense of that momentum, I feel that yeah, my sense is that will be better long term. Yeah, and repetition, you know, leads to results both in propaganda and and in practice. So I think reminding people is powerful. Cool, 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 cool. I mean, this is all. <laughs> this is this has been uh, really interesting, and it, you know, it's something that I have started now sending the conversations uh, with people in this world to my other clients and say, Hey, you know, it's not a Ted talk, but here's how we're thinking it through. It's not a mm -hmm. webinar, but you can put it on the background and sort of pay attention. You might learn some things from it. Cause I did an interview last week with one of my clients who did a virtual barn dance out in Wyoming for a school. And she said it went great. And just talking to her was really interesting. So mm. I said that to some other schools that I'm working with, and be like, "Hey, this is something that I saw uh, that was that was maybe effective uh, that you should you should consider doing." So are you are you basing Corona combos now about fundraising, or is it is it all over everybody? So the pivot. This is I want to say the 82nd interview I've conducted uh, since March March. 11th mm -hmm. so been keeping busy there but i have a sense that corona convos as a framing device has served its purpose and mm -hmm. i'm more interested in moving on to a type of branding that more clearly reflects my interests and so yeah. i i will be hopefully doing <laughs> That there won't that just it won't be as um, just sort of self satisfying as this current endeavor has leaned. I mm -hmm. I want to broaden it out and bring people on, uh, you know, who I already talked to, but just with a slightly different valence. Um, mm -hmm. And so, hopefully, I will be able to hit that hundred. Uh, interview mark for Corona Convos, uh, give it its due in terms of what it did for me and you know, some of the stories that came out of that and then make a pivot. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm happy to be on. I'm, I'm on Corona Convos right now, right? You are on Corona Convos right now. Oh, man, and, I'm happy to be uh, on. I think my and, third time. And, and next time, next time that you're on, hopefully uh, it will be in its new iteration. Uh, 
And just, you know, to wrap up our conversation today, what have you learned from that first gala that you did last night? Do you have another one uh, scheduled in the books? And just kind of what's going to be your approach now that you uh, have that single notch on your belt? I have another one uh, this coming Thursday. And uh, I think my takeaway from last night is it's not that hard. Um, it's not that hard at all. And uh, it's not that hard to, to sorry, hold on. I got to talk about that. It's not that hard to do it, um, though it does require similar um, energy and ideas, you know, and, and similar capacity for engaging people. Um, it's not, uh, one of the questions that I've been thinking about is how do I value this service? And uh, it's very valuable still, you know, and it, is a, and it is a lot of work. To do it is not that much harder than what we've done before. Uh, I think just once the technical aspect is ironed out, it's going to be very easy. I mean, a lot of people are doing it, but here we are in New York, where it is hard to live, you know, and so when we get back to life, having this in our tool belt will be great, you know, and I think it's going to be something that's going to stick around. Uh, I don't think it's going to take over um, necessarily, but it's going to be there for a while. So it's, it's great that we can do it and I'm looking forward to doing more of it, but I think keeping open, keeping an open mind and having an experimental attitude is probably what I'm also taking away and to keep having fun because these things are dry, you know, they can be very dry. Well, let's you and I definitely talk again next Friday after your Thursday event. And I will have a fundraiser, uh, in my war chest at that point as well. And we'll be able to compare notes and hopefully both be better for our clients. Uh, going forward yeah good luck on tuesday i appreciate it, my friend I, I look forward to to sharing my experience from it and this is fun like let, let's let's figure this out together all right brother talk right, soon. take care bye, bye. Okay.